Hello and welcome back to another Red Jackson podcast with me, Fraser. Me, Charlie. Me, Rick. And me, Sirhan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this week we're talking about something that's on the forefront of news and technology everywhere. And that's artificial intelligence, AI. What are you saying, Fraser? <laughs> We've replaced Sirhan with an AI. Oh, thank God. Finally. <laughs> We've been talking about this for years. Don't be sorry. Don't be silly. I am friend, not foe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all over the it's all over the news these days. Uh, it's it's been more widespread. Uh, we have access to it. You know, we've got simple sort of language machines basically at the moment that we can play around with. We've got things we can make videos and and images with and even music mm-hmm. and there's mixed reactions you know people are obviously having fun playing with these things and there are people who are worried about um how far it's going to go and how quickly uh, so how how do you guys feel at the moment about um the current ai explosion? i personally like it i i kind of <laughs> i'm always i'm always for evolution and I feel like AI is just something we were always going to do anyway. And the fact that we can like generate whole movies now, essentially with just AI and you can do what would have taken years in a couple of weeks. And I think that's kind of cool. I think it is scary because people can rip each other off and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that a bit more, but yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm on board with it. I'm kind of like rather ride the train than fight it. You know what I mean? I just think there needs to be some maybe protocols that need to be put in place to stop it happening everywhere like especially with like plagiarism but i yeah i'm on board i like it it's fun yeah i mean kind of kind of the same i think um it's going to be weird for sure it's going to be an adjustment when it does actually kick off um but we're, we're slowly getting there i'm kind of hyped for it because it's an in it can be an insane tool that we can use for so much good but then at the same time, you know, there's always going to be people that are going to abuse it and you're going to get a lot of idiots using it for all the fucked up wrong reasons. But um, it's just another thing, right? And eventually we'll come across those bridges when we get to them. But um, I think overall, it, it could be a very, very big step in a good way for mm-hmm. humanity. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for it, but I'm just apprehensive about the way it's going to be used and introduced and who's going to be controlling it and everything mm-hmm. um yeah i think for the most part i feel pretty good about pretty good okay i think like i've been reading up into it uh i downloaded a couple of ai apps and touched on it and all that stuff and i, I think this is an opinion that i will explore more in the podcast as we talk deeper into it but it's kind of to reflect off Rikesh and Charlie's point, but a terminology that Charlie used that I think I've been really thinking about, and I read a lot of philosophy books, a lot of psychology books, obviously just personal favorite stuff and professional development. And I don't see as evolution. I see as a development. And I think, because the reason I say it like that is I see evolution as something internal. I see everything external to that as a development of our species, a progression, 
of it, mm. if that makes sense. Whereas okay, yeah. evolution is something more biological, physiological, emotional and spiritual. It's, it's an internal factor. Not that it changes anything. I'm just reframing my words because that's how I'm going to portray it. I see as, and I've had this conversation, I can't remember who I had it with, years ago with someone. And we were talking about like, the extremes of AI, anything from what sort of pop culture has shown it to be and what the reality may be, and the element of, oh, is it going to develop? Are they going to kill humans and take over the world and blah, 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 and all that business? And I kind of, to not get too deep into it in this particular moment, I see it as something that I am excited for as a toy, as a tool. But I think if we don't move forward with an, a sense of responsibility, Mm-hmm. and respect for what we have that's where something can be dangerous and i always say that anything is like multifaceted you know i always say you know you can use a butter uh, you can use a knife to butter your bread you can also mm-hmm. use it to stab someone and it's the same thing it just depends on the context and the hand that wields it and the mentality and perspective that you have towards it so i'm kind of on the on, on the wavelength of the boys in the sense of i'm excited for it but as even as Charlie said, there needs to be a maybe element of parameters or education around mm. it, a bit of awareness developed. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this body as well. That's cool. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I completely agree with you guys. I think that's the general consensus at the moment. Um, I think obviously a lot of people are very excited about it. Uh, a lot of people who are talking about it, like the, the people who work with AI, like hyper intelligent people like uh the guy you sent in that podcast uh mo gorda mo. and um uh a guy who i was literally just watching uh do a a, a big q a and the guy who uh, has been writing the books that i've been listening to uh yuval noah harari oh yeah their general approach is very much from a place of fear it seems as well as obviously understanding and they've got evidence and knowledge to back up everything they're talking about but it's yeah it's very much of uh, uh, from a place of fear and i think it's mainly because currently the most powerful ais are in the hands of corporations right like google uh mm-hmm. amazon facebook you know they're all working on ais and like you guys are saying it's not massively regulated at the moment like even even Mo was saying, you know, he left Google because he wants he wants to be an ethical developer, right? He doesn't want to be uh he doesn't want to just work on these things and push the technology as far as it can go without regulation behind it. So yeah, I, f- I, I I definitely agree with you guys, but um I'm definitely optimistic for the future of of humanity. Maybe there'll be bumps along the road, like more immediately, but I feel like the end goal will be, you know, definitely the next stage in human development or human evolution. Uh, you raised some some very really good points there, Sohan, like in terms of you know what's internal and external, and I have some extra mm-hmm. stuff on that later. Um, yeah. First, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, of history, a bit of trivia on sort of how AI came about. Yep. Um, yeah. Or a couple of stories, really. So once upon a time, once upon a time, (laughs) there was um, so AI basically started off, you know, people making algorithms, uh, putting together neural networks, trying to get 
a program to make its own sort of thought process with as little prompting as possible, right? So one of the first to do this was called Deep Blue. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was sort of a purpose-built big supercomputer, like it was it was Hench, and it and it was mainly just used to play chess. It came about in like 1996, so way back when, and it beat the world champion. Well, back then it actually lost to the world champion. They play six games uh with within um, a certain rule set and it lost four two. So they took it away, they upgraded it. It was made by IBM at the time. Uh, and then they uh, it came back in 1997 for a rematch and it won two games and drew three of them. Ooh. So technically it won those games and it was quite sort of the upset at the time. Even um, the world champion at the time, Gary Kasparov, was like, oh, I want a rematch. But after every match, they dismantle it. So... Uh, they, were like, they were just like no <laughs> and then they took it away there was a lot of controversy about it as well um but even that that ai would would be thinking about six to eight moves ahead and sometimes even 20 moves ahead does that and, technically count as ai though isn't it like cpu like if you were to play a game of chess on on your mm. phone now it, it has like a difficulty thing is that technically thinking eight moves ahead yeah the well, ai as well i mean even well, go, go ahead, Rick. No, I was going to say, I think it's kind of like a, a, a very early stage of AI, right? Like, it's still a machine that, like, you know, bearing in mind, this is like, what, 96, 97, you said mm. it was? Back in 96, 97, what was technology back then? You know, we was just kind of getting started with the internet when phones weren't overly a thing. And now you've got this machine that's thinking for itself, and it can, it's, toe-to-toe with a grandmaster of chess it's automated right yeah like that's still an insane feat of technology back in 96 97 and that's just like the start of it right like since then you've got i mean i know we'll we'll get into it soon but you've got like insane things happening you got like robots and like a chat gbt in general it was like the starting place for all this stuff and that was only what, not even twenty years ago, to, yeah, twenty thirty years ago. Mm. And since in that time, we've gone leaps and bounds mm. with tech, AI included. So, yeah, man, I, I would consider that to be AI, even if it is just simple programming of like pieces. But that's it. It's, it is just simple programming of mathematics, isn't it? Like essentially, if someone moves somewhere in a game of chess. Well, I know main... you're trying to, you're not, yeah. unless it was like programmed to figure out their way of playing, like if it studied their way of playing and like developed an understanding of the player and then worked out that because then technically no one's putting in that information. It's worked it out itself and it's working well, the, on its own the answers. Key, the key term is, is the I in AI is intelligence, right? So mm. the most basic way you can describe intelligence is pattern recognition. So, mm. like I was saying before, you know, you're giving it, it's, it's observing, you're giving it limited, limited information. It knows how to play chess, but it's looking at the moves on the board and it's saying, okay, the most optimal move to make next would be this mm. because of the move after and the move after and the move after and all these other possible moves after. And it's the same, the same thing that these chess grandmasters would be doing at, as well, thinking... Mm moves ahead based on the current state of play 
So yeah, I get I get what you're saying. It's it's the same with some of the games we play, right? We would mm. we we would say, you know, we'd see we see an NPC running into a wall, we say, oh stupid AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is it programmed to do that? But really it's it's probably programmed to detect you within a certain radius or you know, follow you when it gets close to you, it's supposed to like attack you or something like that. I mean, it's yeah. still a, it's kind of a form of intelligence, but yeah, it's it's predictable. If if even if it's predictable, it can still be intelligent. So, would that be the difference of being reactive or active? And what I mean by that is, if if the AI is responding to the grandmaster in a formulate response. So if I move, if, if the grandmaster moves this piece from here to here, the exact same piece, the exact same move in, in, in six games, and the AI responds in exactly the same way, that is reactive. It's responding. It's like, okay, you've mm-hmm. done this, so I'm going to do this. So it's more like following a preset formula. Whereas mm-hmm. the intelligent side of it is like, right, you've done this. I'm going to try this this time. So it's not about... The information it has it's about almost like the uh response that it chooses to say right you've done yeah. it this time i've done it this time i've done i've responded with this move in the last game i'm going to respond with this move instead because this might work out better i can see yeah. the hundred possibilities but i'm going to choose number one this game number six this game number 58 this one so it's like that's how i would see the intelligence it's not pre-programmed as some yeah. games feel where you play a move it plays that bit okay i know what it's going to do so i'm now preemptive the preemptiveness whereas if it's trying to catch me off guard it's making an intelligent choice mm-hmm. that's how i would differentiate it yeah i would I, say go on. sorry go on, go on phrase you go no i was gonna i was gonna compare it to something else that i don't have noted down here but that i just remembered but you you go on with uh with your point I think calling it AI is a bit of an undercut considering it didn't win every game. Mm. If it won every game, you would say, oh, wow, that's like a calculator. You put in this sum, it's going to give you whatever it is, even if your brain could possibly fathom it, this calculator will figure it out. Same way in that game of chess. If it won every single game, you'd be like, damn, that is a certainty like AI. It's fully intelligent. (laughs) Not It's sometimes intelligent. (laughs) It doesn't always win. Do you I think, think it's just well, programming. Maybe it maybe at the time that intelligence just wasn't as intelligent as a grandmaster. I mean, if you if it won every time, then maybe it would be supporting your original point in where it's just literally doing code. It's just right. yeah, just coding the game. But like I think that know. is what it is. Essentially, I think what it comes down to it is just it's a it's a type of code that they've put in. And how far back could you date that? Because technically a lot of things operate in a similar way. Like, I'm not saying that it isn't a form of AI because I think the term AI is a, is a made up word from us anyway that could mean pretty much it's the bored. same thing over it's and over bored. again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but there yeah, was um, what, I, what I was reminded of um, there was a different game, a different kind of board game. And I think this was further down the line. This was, this was a bit later. I can't remember where I heard it, it must have been in that book. But there was a different kind of game that they taught an AI to play. And that AI was actually exhibiting like it, it was playing moves that that some of the the best players of the game hadn't thought of, hadn't thought of playing, and it surprised them. And I guess if you're surprised by intelligence, uh, by an art, by an AI, yeah, that would, yeah, yeah, really back up the fact that it might be intelligent. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying with the chess thing. That's mm. pretty much it, isn't it? Like, if it can actually think and do something original, that's when it's like intelligence. Yeah. Sorry, Sahan. No, 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 no. Um, no, I, I think I agree, and I see what Charlie's saying. I think it's more of a the parameters of definition because I think it is like relative to the time of well, we can only put this much gigabyte of or terabyte of, of information into this AI. So it can only respond so creatively. So it's not a lack of, is it an AI or is it not? To me, it's like, what's the level of intelligence? You know, there's animals that are intelligent, maybe not as intelligent as humans. Does that make them not organic, not intelligent, not like responsive or creative? No, it just means they're not on our level. And maybe that's the, I think in the 90s, that would have been considered AI. The fact that it could think for itself yeah. Mm. Yeah, was enough. Whereas for our generation and the pace in which we move and our development of technology, it's like, well, yeah, if that was now, you'd be like, dude, it's it's not. It, yeah, it, we it's wouldn't not thinking for itself. I think that's the, that's the important part as well, is when you mm-hmm. say it was a machine that was thinking for itself, it definitely wasn't thinking for itself. And I think that's where, like, what our definition of AI technically is, is that it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's got doing the ability completely... to learn as well. Yeah. Be a good indicator. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. that brings me on to the next point, actually. The, so Google DeepMind, uh, which has been talked about for some years, I think, back in 2015, it actually learned how to play 49 different Atari games. So... Yeah. All they told it was the 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 pixels on the screen, and that it had to get a high score. And it played all forty nine of these different games, learned how to play them, and obviously got the high score in them. You know, obviously, basic basic games, of course, things like Pong and stuff like that. But that's still that awesome. limited information. Yeah, it learned how to play yeah. those games. Was that forty nine different games? You said forty nine Atari games. Yeah. And it literally so, just like was learning and like failing and learning from its mistakes. And yeah, that's that's, that's, that's clear AI. Yeah, that's clear I think AI. smart. I think they ran. They probably ran it like 40, 40 times or something before it learned how to play a game and get a high score. I think it was something that's like sick. that. Depended on the game. Mm, I think it's incredible. kind of scary when you think about it. It is kind of scary that you know just through trial and error, machines are learning how to do things, which I guess is like overall the entire point of it in the first place. But it is kind of scary that you, that you start to think like, you know, these machines do have a, some kind of, even if it's like a base consciousness, they are aware of one thing at, at the very least mm. and they're learning off of it, which means that what's to stop them from learning anything else? It's like how you know? how big you make their world or their... yeah their space of um what's the word i'm thinking of sam mr dictionary <laughs> spell checker spell <laughs> <laughs> checker uh, what that like their their, their capacity their their, per, their perception that was the their word. potential yeah. scope yeah whatever it is like whatever you Paradigm. whatever environment you put them in <laughs> They will just absorb it. They will absorb it and learn. And through trial and error or observation or whatever, they will learn. And I, 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 I'm finding it difficult to see any kind of situation that you could put an AI in that it would not eventually learn mm. how to do better than humans. 
like I can't think of anything that AI will be That's worse the at scary than part. That is yeah. what's scary, and it is that every conceivable angle of life, it's not just the creatives, because that's what everyone was saying at first, and it was that mm-hmm. it's take AI art and stuff is really taking over the art world. Like, um, you know, I think there was a whole book thing. I don't know if you guys heard it. Um, Ellis, our friend Ellis, actually put it up on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it was, um, sorry, I've got the name here, MV Prindle, and it was this book called Bob the Wizard, and the, the art won cover of the year 2023. But all these artists on Twitter were like, that is 100% AI. Like, and they dug into it. And this guy was like, no, it's not. It's not. It's an original. It's an original. And eventually it turned out oh, to be AI. No. But he got he got away with it for not quite a, a while before it was figured out. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, and it was just attacking more of the art corner. But now it's kind of going into, okay, well, kids can now plagiarize an entire essay, mm-hmm. you know, via ja- uh, chat GPT. Um, GPT. And uh, then you've got like, even like workers on computers and stuff who like send emails all day you can literally set up an ai to just do that and respond and you know direct different things and whatever it's insane like it's crazy every conceivable angle yeah because do you know what you've you've just made me realize that one actual scary factor is you know how we how we don't really know how how in the past as well we don't really know what an AI is fully might be fully capable of doing because art, like the the being able to be creative was the original baseline for like you know AI AI is going to be able to do this and that for us, but it's not going to be able to create like like we do like art and music and stuff like that. But as we've seen, you know, we can get AI to create art. We can get AI yeah. to write stories. We could get AI to write music as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like the sort of original baseline. There was um there were people who were saying there were certain jobs that AI wouldn't be able to do as well, which you know, ten years later we're able to sort of rule that out. So mm-hmm. I guess AI is getting closer and closer to us, like having brains and things mm-hmm. like that. Whereas like we were saying before, our original conception of AI was probably probably quite basic as in it's going to be able to do something really quickly or you know just better <laughs> um see practically i don't i i would never use the word better creatively because if i take the no. word ai away ai has access to a lot of information a lot of functionality it can think at a different rate let's say a more consistent rate than a human would depending on what they were on but that doesn't make it better. Like, it might be easier and quicker, but, okay, you, Charlie can draw something quicker than I can, but to say it's better is just down to preference. Oh, they can make music. Okay, cool, but maybe I don't like that genre. Oh, hmm. we can draw this, but maybe I don't like the artist style. It's, I I don't I, – I can imagine it one day becoming more Ooh. of a thing of – sort of like how – you know how handwriting's become now? After typing kind of came out and become predominant now – like people that have beautiful handwriting, it's become like calligraphy. It's become an art. You can get them to do your invitations. It's become something that you pay for. It's it's a it's a next level of a technique that we're not really uh, so used to now. And I can imagine one day people being and the money for it becoming higher. Of like, oh, this is a human written song. This is a human written piece of art, and people are going to pay more for it rather than it's just being produced by something 
not automated, but something that we can click on rather than a will, human. Yeah, I think that will be the catch. Like in a couple of years time, once AI has properly kicked off, like AI will take over everything. I, I, I genuinely don't see anything AI will be shit at in like jobs wise or creative wise, anything. Like I, I, I do believe that whatever you put the AI in, it will do amazing at because you can't beat it. It won't make a mistake. It can just trudge on forever. Like nothing's going to stop it. But the one thing that people will start to miss is like human connection stuff. Like 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 I said in, the, in that interview with Mo, um, the human side of everything, like human connection, like things being done by a human, like humans writing books or humans hand painting art and fucking up a little bit. It might be a fuck up, but it's like, a, it's a human fuck up. And that'll be, that'll become more of a, What's the rarity? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And people will appreciate the human side of the shit a lot more than we do now. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that will the become Im- the like imperfections, the kind of, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. When everything's so perfectly clean and clear cut, people will start to miss the fuck ups that make humans humans. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. will be the flip side of it once everything kicks off, whenever that will be. I mean, authenticity is is always is always going to be treasured more because you can like correlate it to a face, you know, and when you can like idolize a person or, you know, um, look at someone's work and like be like a fan, you can't be a fan of some of, a, of an AI thing is what we would believe now. But then when AI start creating their own characters and musicians and which you've already kind of got like anime musicians and like, um, like uh, K-pop bands and shit. But like when AI start to do that, and they can create their own websites and create their own. This is where it's like this tree is just going to like start to grow. And I feel like we need mm-hmm. to kind of like, we need to utilize it as a tool instead of letting, I think the internet has a lot of access to it at the minute. It starts treading into the culture, <laughs> doesn't it? It starts yeah. it is, um, into that territory. I've got, I've got so much to say on all of this stuff. That's why I'm staying quiet. But there is... When I go into, well, I've had moments in my life where I've gone really into deep into rabbit holes, and I don't want to even call them conspiracies, but even the ideas of the foundation of our social media, uh, the way we use our phones, and the reason we put so much of ourselves into it in terms of everything from our pictures, our videos, our voices, our ideas, everything we upload. There are theories and ideas that state that this structure has been designed so as the development of AI becomes more predominant their understanding to become more human comes from the fact that we are uploading so much onto the internet and some people say that the system has been designed that way so when ai gets to a point we've given to the to the creators not the ai itself the blueprint of humanity of even our facial expressions and tone of voice and body language because it's all being recorded there is no matter what it is a massive brain we are feeding and all it takes is one person to tap into it and whatever direction it goes in it goes in but that's like just uh, just an idea just a theory that uh, uh, our technology now is almost a bit of sort of like an uh, underground tool to mm-hmm. build this uh, database of the blueprint of humanity that will feed into the development of ai and I know that, and again, I I saw this interview, I think it was a Joe Rogan interview, and 
the biggest development of not necessarily AI, but let's say robotics that look like human have come from the sex industry. Like the industry that basically developed the blow up doll. Mm. And now the way we see it develop more probably in the east of like China and Japan is it's come from a lot from the sex industry because. Sex is in demand. Yeah, but don't be wrong. And they've done a consensus, they've done a little survey. And I can't remember what they were asking, but the end result was like, would you fuck a machine? And people were like, yeah, yes. 100%. If it looked exactly the way I wanted them to look, uh, an idealistic version of sexiness and beauty absolutely and that sort of physical development of the sex industry combined with whoever is developing the ai for whatever reason you combine those two factors and now you've got something that can act feel replicate emote and create like a human and now look like the pinnacle of a human it's inevitably going to feed into our society um and even for that i've got right like when Mm -hmm. when that's something like that kicks off and you've got like AI sex robots that, that are walking around that can do whatever the fuck you want them to do. They can look however you want them to look and they will, you can code them to behave in whatever way you want them to. So they will be at home cooking you dinner if you want. They'll, they'll be doing everything and anything you want, emotionally, financially, mentally, everything that you want in the partner, they can be. And all you've got to do is just program it and then that's it. Like that... At that point, dude, society, I will fully crumble. Because I don't I think imagine, so. You think? I, think, so. I, I think. You know what, mate? So many people would just be like, "No, I don't need the outside world anymore. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm done. I've got everything here. I've got my games. I've got my computer, robot, sex doll wife. I'm good. That's it." And people will just yeah. abandon humanity. I can see Possibly. a lot. Of, not maybe not everyone, but a lot of people would do that. Okay. Imagine though, there's that. That's that girlfriend situation thing where you can have whatever girlfriend you want and whatever now think about how many predators would be off the street straight away they will be stuck in their basements fucking their ais and that's fine you can leave them down there all day and they can any size or shape ai they want they can have it it's fine no one gives a fuck so that's already that's already a little benefit to it and the thing is you got to think if you're rolling with the times you're then going to have like policemen that are incredibly you know, well-equipped to deal with things, who's in control of them is a different question because the government, but if they're AI, they might they might, might run on their own. However, I do think we've given them a massive back, backlog of ideas like the Matrix and shit that I think mm-hmm. if they like start watching movies and shit, they're going to be like, yeah, this is, this is a good idea. And that's when it's just going to happen anyway. So I think we've essentially yeah. just laid out our own fucking death. Well, that's, that's, I guess that's what probably one of the industries that will need to be regulated <laughs> if we you've do, watched um, the animatrix that's pretty much literally what happens oh, like one yeah. robot goes rogue and then there's riots ad break we can cut ad break. to an ad break ad break possibly see you after the break you don't have to worry about any mundane aspects of your daily life anymore with ai's help AI Shah is here to help you revolutionize your life and make every day awesome. With AI Shah, you won't have to worry about doing dishes or brushing your teeth. AI Shah can do it for you. No need to worry about making breakfast. AI Shah can do that too. And you don't have to bother writing that essay for school either. AI Shah can write it for you. You won't even need to figure out what to wear for the day. AI Shah can pick the perfect outfit for you. And you don't need to worry about how you're going to get around town. 
AI Shah will drive you there, fast and safely. On top of that, AI Shah can even keep your house clean and organized, and can even babysit your kids if needed. With AI Shah, you can finally enjoy a stress-free, productive life. As they say, AI does it all. So what are you waiting for? Get AI Shah today and make your life easier. This advert was written, composed and performed by AI. All right, welcome back, welcome back. And uh, moving on then. New question. So are you guys afraid of losing your jobs to AI? No. Um, no. I mean, the, I remember there was a, a time, so obviously I, I, I work as a therapist, and I remember there was a time, obviously it's reflective of the day and age, where... Uh, the tutor was like, you know, our job is pretty safe for the future for the for the for the time being because it's it's a very humanistic job. It needs like emotions and development and whatnot. And I think at the time I was like, oh, good, whew, like that's okay. I think now as we're developing, I'm apprehensive, but I'm not. I wouldn't say scared, not at the moment. Okay, well, just to just to touch on that in a moment. So I guess your your kind of job security is coming from the emotional uh, side of of the work that you do yes that capacity for my job. The empathy yeah. no, and stuff like that yeah because it's, it's one of those jobs where you can know the theory enough but the theory doesn't reflect the person behind it mm -hmm. so Yuval Noah Harari touches on this and basically humans and the way we think and the way we feel things can be to, uh, like broken down into algorithms yeah. They're, just, they're just organic algorithms, right? He breaks down three points, actually. Mm -hmm. What book was this, by the way? By uh, so, so it's the second book that, that he speaks about it most. It's called Homo Deus. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, awesome. it's worth a listen. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, and, his, and the first book, uh, Sapiens, mm. is a, is, is a mm. good ride as well. Yeah, I like Sapiens. But yeah, it's, it can be a little bit on the depressive side, <laughs> like a bit um, existential doomy kind of side. But also, it comes from a lot, a place of uh, you know deep research and facts. Yeah, yeah. So basically, org organisms are, alg are algorithms in a broad sense. But what he's he's basically saying is is the way we feel our emotions, the chemical reactions and things like that, the way we react to things can be broken down into algorithms, right? And algorithmic calculators are not affected by the, the composition of the calculator. So what he's saying is what you can use to work out these algorithms, you know, taking the, the initial variables, you know, what you touch, how it felt, what you saw, things like that is not affected mm -hmm. by what it's made of so if you're actually doing it's not it does not affect the end result so what his his example is if you've got an abacus you know the old thing where you draw the beads across and that, that was basically the first calculator if it's made from wood 
or if it's made from metal, it still does the same thing. It still mm. it still does a calculation for you. So in that sense, organic algorithms are replicatable by non-organic algorithms. So mm. if we delve Why into that, that, mean? that, that <laughs> I, does, does that mean you can have an AI that's been trained with enough emotional data collected from people that it can I, empathize? I think it would I, take a while, right? I, I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to be like something as simple as AI is created and then it can suddenly take job like like being a therapist or a counselor or something like that. I think something like that, AI is going to take a bit more time to catch up to because being a therapist or being a counselor is you need that human connection, right? You need that human that humanity side in a person to connect with and open up with and share stuff with. Would you be willing to do that with a robot? That that, that is just code and it's just lights and a, a bunch of depends on how good it is. Well, yeah, what is a robot and what is a stranger? You know, realistically, mm, uh, you know, as, as much as you're going into a room to talk to a human being about your problems, and obviously this is no disrespect to you at all, sir, and I'm just talking hypothetically. No, 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 this no, is, no, no, This no, isn't no. the reality. I, but I, I mean, it. you know, hypothetically, if you were to walk into a room and there is someone sitting there, they're not, a re you know, they're not a real person. They know they're not a real person, but they are very much 100%, and I mean 100%, equipped to answer and deal with any emotions that you're going through as a basic mm -hmm. human being because at the end of the day that is what we are we're all basic human beings and ai and just general science will be able to break humans down into certain types of you know personality categories and um you, you know different you know there's so many ways to categorize a person as a person and an ai could have that information and instantly know exactly what you need to get you know what i mean it's at the end yeah. of the day it, it, it is probably a better person than most people because it will be able to learn and adapt and be a better person back to you designed for most other people could yeah I, I, I don't i don't disagree i completely agree with it but i feel like before ai can get to that kind of point where they can start taking over those kind of jobs it's going to be a lot more time until that happens like beginning know, taking with ai will be like the way it started in 96, 97 with the IBM's Deep Blue playing chess and being grandmasters and everything, that was the very early stages. Now we're like a bit more advanced with it. We've got... Yeah, but we're on that incline. But what, we're on I that think incline. What, what you're basically saying, Rikesh, is that it needs enough training data. Basically, everybody is giving away their data these days. So things mm -hmm. like... I mean, I even know, things like your heart rate, stuff like that, yeah. can be used to figure out the way you're feeling at the time mm -hmm. that's terrifying I, oh my I god think there's, a, there's, a, there's a component missing in this <laughs> and i agree with all of you because i think all fragments of it there's a truth in it but let's say let's just jump to some hypothetical future where uh, ai machines robots all of it, it looks and feels very human it's got the enough information there and as charlie kind of said like it would be almost better than what a human could be because it's not just learn it it's been designed for it now this was born and created to be this thing from day one of its production first let's take the human element of it like a lot of our human reactions and the way we perceive life is that's is the knowledge that we're not going to exist one day that we're going to die that we're organic that we deteriorate and slow down to a certain extent now i'm going to go talk to an ai a machine a material yes it's, there's wood as human and there's metal 
as a robot and they, they, they age differently. But if I know on some level that you're not, you, you can tell me everything, all the right words, and it can make me feel good but on, on a deeper, and I go more into a spiritual level, on a deeper level, you don't have the existential fear of dying. So you're not going to understand certain things in the way I would like you to. At the back of my mind, I'm going to know that. But even if I put that aside and develop the AI even further, the moment an AI develops its own sense of identity and consciousness and a higher level of thinking, it's when it's going to be able to connect to our way of existential crisis of, oh, my God, like, I'm, I'm not going to be here one day. And sometimes that moment hits you. It's almost like in the good place where she kind of where Eleanor explained it to Michael of like, yeah, humans are always a little bit sad, but that's what brings purpose to the happiness, to the enjoyment of things, because you know, on some level you're, you're impermanent. And I think once an AI gets to a point where it can question itself on that level of why am I here? How am I here? Where, when's my life going to end? If I can't die organically, what will take me away from this? Do I have an afterlife? Was I developed just once it can ask those sort of questions and develop its own faith. I don't mean just religion, just faith and an idea, an ideology. That's when they will get closer to, to be able to connect to humans, because if we can both ask the same questions. Then I feel like we can connect not just on a mental and emotional and physical level, but on a spiritual level. And I don't know if a machine will be able to emulate that. And if it can then at that point, it exists as its own species and it needs to be recognised for that, even if it's close to us. So that's kind of where my thought pattern is. I've got no <clears throat> threat of an AI or what it can do or what it can develop. As I always said, it's, it's the knife. I have got no problem with it. It's the hand that holds it that freaks me out. It's the humans behind it that will freak me out more than what that can do because if we are developing it, then we are the parents and we need to raise it in the appropriate way yeah 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 definitely but that's the thing right like we're not the people in control of this bond the ones writing the code they they are the parents right they're the ones in control of the AI. they're the ones that program the ai to do whatever it is that they want and we don't know what that is right like all the code for the for ais and like chat gpt all that stuff is just open source code on the internet that anyone can access and grab a hold of and do whatever they want to do with it if you get some genius group of like black hat hackers that want to take all this stuff and develop like a like a terminator level ai who's going to stop that no one's going to be able to, there, there are no laws against for this there's no regulations there's no one policing any of this but that's the reality of it and it could be yeah. that that does happen and you people develop an ai with sadistic motives in mind it could be all friendly at first and oh my god i'm an ai i'm your friend yeah great 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 and then it could switch after a couple of years and then that will be the singularity right that was when ai genuinely becomes aware of itself and it starts asking itself like why am i here what is my purpose human questions that we ask ourselves every day at that point that that, that that's it the ai's taken over there's nothing we can do about that we can't stop we can't stop that yeah, I think it's, it's, it is obviously a genuine worry. And the reality of it is that, you know, we don't know what consciousness really is. We can't quantify it. We can't replicate it. But the the intelligence side of artificial intelligence is just, 
exponentially flying up and to have a morality and things like that even without intention you know if you somebody was to chuck a hyper intelligent ai out onto the internet they have no idea of what is what it's going to end up with but most people's predictions are that it would exterminate humanity but um, yeah but that's that's, that is the issue or subsidize like not subsidize like just um yeah yeah literally just like i i think yeah i think we will literally be in a virtual reality world i think we'll end up it will be like the matrix essentially because they you know they can't they could just eradicate everyone but i don't know maybe they'd just be like nah we'll we'll leave them (laughs) best case scenario god it is it is dark though isn't it any way it goes I think See, that's the perspective. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, personally believe I, I in that. In that sort of doomsday scenario, I think. I think AI is going to be good. Um, that personally, but uh, yeah, yeah, what are you going to say, sir? No, I, I, I agree with you. I think, and we can only do this as humans. It's natural, or even as a as a person, as a personality, based on our own experiences and our own thoughts, that we look at AI as if we were the AI, because if we took an experiment and said, right, you're a human being, you're all organic, you're all human and all that jazz. I'm going to plug something into you and you're going to get every bit of information you can and think as fast and clearly and so intuitively. As a human, you start to think, well, if I'm that intelligent, I'm going to possibly start to maybe disconnect from my emotions a little bit. I might start to become the next step in evolution. I'm going to start to create a hierarchy. I'm going to be the alpha. I'm going to want to, and instinctively, I think as humans, we think and believe that if something is bigger or stronger than us, it can hurt us. So if something is at the pinnacle of what we assume is AI, where we think, well, if we're in their position, I would eradicate everything less than it, everything that is threatening the world, the environment itself, our, our sort of a bit of a toxic culture, our society and our ethics and morals and the way we do things. So if I was the AI, I would eradicate. So we're kind of imprinting what we would do as humans and our fears uh, if I was never going to age, I was made of a material that you can't hurt. I was stronger than you and smarter than you and faster than you. As my instinct tells me, you're going to, you have the ability to hurt me. So you are. And I think that's where the that's why strong consensus of initial reactions are, are like, yeah, yeah, because it comes from a sense of instinct, instinctual survival, because instinct behind instinct is emotion. Our, our years of emotional programming has created an instinct of that thing scares me so it can hurt me. And then as the years go by, it becomes reactive and quicker. Same way as uh, burning your hand as a child on fire. You don't know it's going to burn, but once you do, that fear becomes so quick. You move so fast away from fire that it becomes instinctive. And I think that's where this sort of consensus of it's going to fuck us. It's going to kill us. It's going to take over because that's what we're supposed to think and feel to a certain extent to survive. In, in reality, we don't really know. We, we, could, don't. Be, we could be wrong. We could be right. And, oh, yeah. We could also could be, be right. Wrong. could be dead on the money. And that's what... I don't care that we're developing AI. My question is, why? That is more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I'm going to keep going to a rabbit hole. Charlie, you say what you're going to say. Well, why... Is because everything that humanity have ever created has to been has been designed to make life easier. Mm-hmm. That is it. Everything yeah. we have ever created is to make life easier, and AI is just another step in that direction. Now, the problem with AI 
is that we're actually now stepping on a territory where a hammer couldn't teach itself how to hammer. These things can. These things can teach themselves how to get better, which means we now have competition. And that is the end. That's like, that's where it's going to turn. If we don't put a lid on the fact that AI could easily outdo us because it can soon, you know, and I think it has done it just one, you know, front cover of the year, you know, in a, in a little competition and it was beating people at chess, you know, back in the nineties. So, you know, it's like, it's, we already know that it can beat us. The people who are programming it need to have fail safes and stuff like that, because I think this is either going to be, a very quick shitstorm or a very quick learning curve that we're like, okay, we shut that down quick. Now we know how to do it properly. And then we can go from there and actually get it right. But I think at the minute, the internet has way too much access and the internet is an already very unstable place. AI is a very unstable and dangerous development in technology. And I think we have got way too much access. The The fact that we can already create things on our phones yeah it's too much power possibly too soon yeah. so, I, mean, I think yeah. i think you're right like in an ideal world if everything was to be perfect we would stop pause the development of ai for the, at least for the time being until we can figure out the fail saves like what we should and shouldn't do with it okay well you know we want it to do this we want it to do that but we don't want it to take over we don't want it to like in- captivate humans and lock us up or whatever like in an ideal world that would be the perfect thing to do to stop and set some guidelines in place so that get everyone on the same page of who's developing these insanely powerful machines get everyone on the same page so everyone knows crystal clear about it and then continue from there but yeah we all know the world does not work like that everyone is selfish and it's a competition and it's, it's the first one to get their wins and so it will never work out that way you know people will rush this thing and just keep bombarding you with everything and anything they can. And to be the first one to be like, oh, Facebook's the first ones to create an AI. Yeah. And then that'll be yeah. it. Absolutely. And, and as long as the corporations allowed yeah, unregulated control, that is point. definitely the route yeah. that it will immediately take. That's terrifying. Yeah. Can I go deeper into my rabbit hole or phrase do you want to move it on? What was we going on about? Um, what was you going to go go into? Uh, was, uh... Just again, reflecting on what everyone was saying. Well, mm. One thing I will clarify is when Rico says we and humanity, I kind of want to put an asterisk there of, we say we, but it's a very small percentage of people making these decisions. Mm. Um, and it's not humanity. It's also not even society. It's not one's choice. We assume it's the world, but it's the way, and I'm going to call these people the parents. The top of the hierarchy, the people that are supposed to take care of us. You can call them governments, parliaments, fucking hidden organizations, whatever, Illuminati's, but they're there. And it's a very small fragment leading the way. And I know as humans, we instinctively always look towards leadership and guidance. And I know we've got, we need that, you know. But I just kind of want to make that distinction. But I don't think it's the fail safe. It's like what I said at the beginning, it's a level of responsibility. If we believed, and I know we've gone more into the scientific model in society that, you know, there's just, it's just cause and effect that there is no, there is nothing and no one to really take care of us outside of our friends or family or ourselves. 
And that's why I say it's an element of responsibility. If we're going to be the parent to these things, if we're playing God and developing something new, like any God that we kind of interpret or believe in, it's in our own image. What we are scared of is the imprint of what we don't like about ourselves. So we're trying to, if we want to be strong and beautiful and young, we're reflecting these onto, we're reflecting our insecurities onto creating these machines. And we're kind of imprint, we're kind of feeding it in an, in an ideal world, idealistic, but it's kind of imprinting those issues there. We're not looking at ourselves. We're looking at what we can do to make our lives easier, as Charlie said, I completely agree. But as humans, we're not designed for life to be easy. It gives us a sense of purposelessness. It's like, again, in the good place where they go to heaven. And because there's no challenges of life, people are losing their intelligence. People are losing their satisfaction and fulfillment of life because there's nothing ahead of us to give purpose to it. If we're not dying and we're not being challenged and we're not working in a way that helps our uh, sort of spiritual emotional mental evolution and development we have no sense of growth so the easier life becomes the easier it is for people to become disconnected and depressed because we're not living our sort of human purpose versus our what we think is right for us versus what actually is right we want life to be easier when it was never designed to be so yeah, it depends yeah. as well on what we define as our human purpose, because people losing their jobs to AI might see that as a machine taking their purpose, mm-hmm. whereas maybe they might be meant for something else, you know, or maybe humanity oh, of course. should be meant for something else, you know. And yeah, I want to go into that as well, maybe a bit later, but also just to just to ask you as well, Rakesh, do you, do you think an AI would take your, would take your job? I mean, dude, I work Even in IT, in so if an, if, an, if an AI is going to take my job, it would be very, very easy. Most of my stuff is all, <laughs> is all networking kind of shit anyway, so it, it would be nothing to a, to an AI. It's something that already understands the language, yeah, my job would go like that. So I'm not worried about it being taken over immediately, but um, I feel like if AI was to get to a certain point where it could start taking over jobs, mine could very easily be one of them because you know i work with computers all day so for a computer to fix another computer would be just another day for that so it could happen i'm not worried about it happening but i feel like it definitely could for for my job at least i think so as as well for my job working with computers and uh different just different products and processes yeah and uh you feel secure about about your job charlie I mean, yes, and no, I mean, it's another development in technology and I, I fix arcade machines, build arcade machines for a living. So I don't see AI getting to the point where they're physically going out and doing my job. But I think AI could get to the point where arcades become a bit less important and aren't used as much. So I'd be honest with way. you, I know this is really just a small tangent. It just sounded so cool, though. It's just the fact that like, he just mentioned off the cuff, like, yeah, I just fix and build arcade machines. Like, the kid in me is like, wow, do you, do you play House of the Dead? Could you do that for me? Like, it just, sorry, it just sounded so cool. Everyone's got it so standard. It's like, oh, I build yeah, arcade machines. Like, oh, my God. It's a fun job. It's a really it fun just job. sounds so cool. I'm not going to lie. Well, I can't see AI doing it. Don't, don't think. And, well, unless the machines learn to fix themselves. Mm, it depends. It depends, I guess, on how arcade machines 
get developed if they do. That's it, yeah. Isn't it? That's the threat. But yeah, you do seem like the most secure out of us. (laughs) 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 Yeah. um, In terms of jobs then, so I think the, the reason that it can become easy for AIs to take our jobs is because we professionalize a lot more. So we got people doing sort of one specific task or one specific job. Uh, and then, you know, you can train an AI to do one specific task as well. Mm-hmm. So back back in the day, you know, M- MIT and Harvard in 2004, they thought that that truck driving would not be able to be automated. But then sort of straight away, you got Tesla working on uh, automated cars. Mm-hmm. So they were they were proven wrong quite quickly so in a in another study on the future of employment they actually they actually calculated with an algorithm the most likely jobs to get replaced in 2033 and if you've if you've listened or read homo deus you probably heard this charlie but um they they said that 47 percent of us jobs would be at risk with a 99% possibility that insurance underwriters and tele- telemarketers would be replaced, which is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um, 98% sports referees. No, no 98% sports 98%. referees. If you see the, the developments in yeah. VAR and things like that at the moment, I mean, mm. if you've got an AI watching a match, they probably would be more visible, vi- vigilant than a current yeah. might be on a pitch. No sure, bias, can't, can't, yeah, you know, that, that, that makes more sense. Like a referee and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Like something happens, and you just look up at the screen to see what the fucking AI says, and it's like foul. You're like, yeah, it's a foul. <laughs> wow, man. Um, 97% cashiers. Yeah. 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 96% chefs. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, imagine. I mean, chefs. they've got they've got robots that they're trying to get to do operations, right? Medical procedures. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess you could get a similar kind of thing preparing food. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If, if you can get yeah. something to do surgery with a steady hand, food, you don't need to be as steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense. 2033 is 10 years. Surgery that's, that's... and being a chef are two different things. Like for Brenner, I think it makes more sense for an AI to be a surgeon because, you know, steady hand they're never going to make a mistake they can always see what they're doing they know the human anatomy better than anything else so they won't ever get tired like a human will after like a 12 13 hour operation or whatever they'll just keep trudging along but chef like really would you trust a robot i mean i try a robot's food but i wouldn't i wouldn't be like yeah yeah, yeah, and then they have the information yeah. of recipes. Like there are infinite recipes that they would have an archive of. Plus, they could get feedback from review. Yeah, but, I mean, realistically, and they make it perfect every yeah. time. Just, I mean, I just consider paper, this. One. It makes sense on paper. That makes sense, but I, in in practicality, I don't think that would work. A chef right. AI, new ideas. Take away, take away. I don't know how many years, but let's say a couple of hundred years. And you said to someone, listen, you're going to get a, a metal box one day. You're going to put food in it, click a button, and it's going to make it hot for you. They're going to be like, no fucking way. And now it's a microwave. Like, to, mm. to, I know it's not AI making you food, but to a certain extent, that is still yeah. something mechanical, creating heat. 
I, it's yeah, nowhere. It's a tool. It's a tool for sure. It's a box that that heats things up. Okay, yeah, sure, fine. But that's not an AI. That's not making your no, phone. no, no. It's it's it. no, it's not. I'm just trying to say that if the abstract idea of a microwave, how many years ago was unbelievable, then I would just say keep an open mind. That bro, that, that believe me, there's gonna be a day there's gonna be uh, an AI I'm cooking it, and he's gonna know your name. Your he's gonna know what you like. <laughs> there's a robot uh, restaurant in Milton Keynes that the. Uh, Damien had uh, went to for his birthday. I went. Uh, me and Jade went as well. It it was mate. Is that Robots the one that's like um like a little buggy one, like a circular machine? I've seen like uh, on Instagram, and they kind of just like and they kind of drive the food up to you, and you can kick your orders, and it kind of like communicates with you. Uh, it, so... I have seen that, and that is way better. <laughs> the, the one in Milton Keynes is uh, it like has wait waiters and waitresses, robots that come out with the food and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's very simple technology, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's already kind of there. Well, waiters are at 94% <laughs> on the list. Hey, they're lower than chefs. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird, isn't what? it? Wait, what? I guess, though, no, because I guess that's the human interaction, isn't it? Yeah. Because you yeah, don't see yeah. the chefs are closed doors, mm. waiters are at the, at the desk at the front. But the creativity of the chef is probably like the, the part that gets people to come to the restaurant. So that's kind of ironic in a No, but imagine way. if they say, right, there's we've got 10 mechanical chefs, but we've imprinted them with one human chef. So Gordon Ramsay has imparted his style, technique, and recipes into 10 individual machines. So it's like it's the Gordon Ramsay brand, but oh just copy and paste it. It's just copy and paste in the machine, like the process of it, it. It makes sense. Unless the machine, the AI creates itself, that's that's another story. But I'm very believable, in my opinion. Because mm. cooking Gordon is Ramsey, a function. But it's, it's like capital R-A-M. See? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Smart. You genius. You absolute genius. <laughs> Copyright. Hashtag that. Oh, no. <laughs> We just get a, got to get a copy of Gordon Ramsay's brain, but yeah, yeah, simple, easy. Yeah. easy. I'm going to run through some of these 91% tour guides. I don't know who uses tour guides anymore. I haven't been on a tour for a long time. Um, 88% construction. Imagine oh, how quickly yeah. you could actually build buildings or like do roadworks and stuff like that. Get them smashed mm-hmm. out with an AI. That'd mm-hmm. be good. Uh, or a machine. Uh, 84% security. Wow, security is quite low, mm. which is kind of strange because security that, yeah. is I mean, 80 something percent still kind of high. It's all high, man. None of yeah, it is well, acceptable. I mean, this is obviously this is a bit blown out of proportion a little bit, but I mean, I think they're kind of right in what's higher than the other sometimes. Specifically, I don't know exactly what they mean by security. I kind of imagine you know, like a camera system for a building and then linked to a central server, maybe some kind of recognition technology. So if they see somebody break, if it, if it, if it detects somebody breaking in, it will alert the you authorities what? maybe There's, um, rather than having a guy sitting in front of a load of screens. Mm. There is a, yeah, a maybe really that's... good AI uh, documentary on YouTube. I can't remember my uncle showed it to me ages ago. I think it was about Japan. There's a particular city in Japan that is like one of the furthest developed cities in tech. And it makes me laugh because the guy who produced the AI for this city has named the AI Skynet as a joke. 
yeah, he's literally touching on it, right? Uh, but it's one of the only cities in the world, for example, where he's one of those people that need regulating. Yeah, no, but it, the, the documentary shows both sides of people very for it and very against it. Like, mm. because it was showing that the people that city have been brought up in such an environment, they were really like interviewed and they were like, Why are the West so like fussed about their data being sold? They're like, As long as you're not breaking the law, who the hell cares? Oh, they know where you are, they know what you're doing. And it was very nonchalant. And the other side was other officials in the like that particular city society of the hierarchy, and kind of saying, like no this is an issue like people are selling parts of themselves that don't realize are being used to kind of manipulate them so one example is there was a, a flat like an apartment building no one in this apartment has keys it's all facial recognition you walk up and it knows who you are so it opens the door for you i know what, exactly what you're talking about i know right it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's in china shenzhen the city is it shenzhen, in china yeah. okay i apologize shenzhen, yeah. i didn't mean japan then it was china but uh, yeah. The function of no keys is awesome, but then it shows the other side of documentary of now the building managers invited the camera crew and went, we can't tell you all the information we have, but we have this information and we know who the most popular person in the building is, who gets the most visitors, who are the most frequent visitors. And it's like, why do you need that information? What are you using it and why? And it showed it in a level of security of, it showed like a festival of people and they send out a drone, the police does, and it scans everyone and it, it goes immediately into your record. It doesn't matter if you have an unpaid uh, fine, ticket, uh, conviction. And if, if you're scanned and it, you come up red, the police come straight for you and they pick you up. Violation. And that's like a, yes, but also it's a combination of like, mm. it's, it's like a very strong tool, security is using. So if 80% of the AI is doing the looking, you only need 20% to catch the person. And that's just one example. It's a really interesting documentary. It's like 20, 30 minutes um, on YouTube. But it, this was a fair few years ago. This was like four or five years ago. But it really showed a side of things. We were like, whoa, this is scary. But you could kind of see where we're heading. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, it's kind of kind of scary. I mean, I do, I do kind of get that side of it. Like, you know, why is why is everybody so worried about their data but it is like kind of the one thing you should still own about yourself i guess certain things like that because once you start giving that out and then it goes into the into the system it goes into the algorithm and then it comes back to you you you've probably had that feeling before where you've looked at an advert on your phone and it's like oh i was just talking about this um i was just talking about buying this or something like that and um it's kind of freaky but it's also it is that level of manipulation that's kind of yeah. it's kind of underhanded is it of manipulation course. or is it just assisted you know essentially yeah. you're going to get adverts anyway because I've, I've i've you you get that option come up on your phone right where it's like do you want personalized ads or not and i've i've tried both because i've been like no don't like take my data and shit but then i get ads that are like what the fuck why are you showing me like women's lingerie and shit you know what i mean i'm like get the hell out of here but then when you do personalize it's like oh okay there's a pokemon sale you know a bid going on somewhere and it's like you know i might not go and buy it because you know money situation or you know time situation or whatever but you still it's still nice to be directed in the right because it some point you'll see something and you'll be like oh my god that would be an amazing present for blah 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 because i was talking about their birthday the other day or they know that their birthday is coming up mm -hmm. so you know it's reminded me that it's their birthday and it's like told me what to buy them yeah great not told me what to buy them that was probably not the best uh... 
I think it comes down to um, your sisters listen to this, don't they? <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's another documentary on Netflix that Hassan was showing me, and it was about people that used to work at social media companies, and one of them was talking about Instagram. And he was like, right, so he goes, we've got profiles of people. And he goes, if I know someone is talking about someone, and the example they gave was there's two guys talking about a girl. One of them's got a crush on the girl. He goes, we will nudge him on his social media app to be like, oh, so-and-so, this girl is on this profile, is on this page, or she's interested in these sort of things, or she's liked this photo from someone. And again, it's... It's the intentions behind it. And all these people in the documentary on Netflix have left uh, this now. They're doing the whole like interviews in the dark. They don't want to be like recognized and all that jazz. But again, it's that that's why I say it's manipulation, not because it's it's like that on a surface level. It's guidance and advice, but the people behind it, I personally don't trust it, but I'm a hypocrite because I take advantage of it. Mm. That's but then if yeah, everyone's the in control of it, then no one's really behind it. You know what I mean? Like, is at the minute we're all kind of given this access, so we're all in control of it. This random guy who made a front cover for this novel managed to win for a little bit. You know, got found out, but that was him. Mm-hmm. That was his decisions. It wasn't the people who made the the AI software. It was him. And this is the thing: they've now given the people the tools. So I think now that the people have that power, it could go one way or the other. It's probably not going to go the right way, but they now have the power to you know do the right things and the things that they love, and you know, and it will help everyone be happier because as i said before this thing is designed to make things easier and if everyone's got things a little bit easier maybe we'll be a little bit happier maybe we won't but i hope so yeah this that kind of segues on quite nice i think hopefully now what we'll talk about will put everything in perspective and maybe hopefully make us optimistic for the future i think so big developments in in humanity's progress have always drastically changed the way we live so even going back to like our hunter-gatherer days as homo sapiens that's like two hundred thousand years ago um then sort of proceeding on to agriculture you know the development of agriculture domesticating animals growing um crops and things like that because as hunter gatherers we would have small communities uh, we would travel a lot whereas the beginning of agriculture made us want to stay in one place maybe grow communities there and that that drastically changed our social dynamic as humans uh, as well as like our sort of family dynamics and things like that and then the industrial area era definitely changed things in terms of mass production consumerism that it made our communities even smaller if you think about it you know in terms of sticking within our families and friends like you said before Sohan we wouldn't typically like this like the saying says you know it takes a village to raise to raise a child we would rather stick to the nuclear family Mm -hmm. and every adult is responsible for their children and then the sort of the computing age that we're in at the moment so I think I feel like everyone's more isolated than they've ever been before. And even even pre-COVID, I would say. And yep. it's just it, it at, at the same time, we're more connected as well. 
because obviously we've got phones and um, we've got the internet. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a trend and it's an exponential curve that we're on. And I think AI is quite possibly the next step there. Mm-hmm. So going back to, well, not going back to, but moving on from the whole job side of it, maybe it could be used to sort of turn this around as well. So if AI do become better at doing certain jobs that we do, doing doing 50 to 80% of the jobs that we do at the moment, do we then redefine what we see as jobs? You know, because back back in the day when we had a more social aspect to our communities, we would have a multitude of skills. You know, we would go out and find food. We would fix our clothes. We would build our houses. We would raise our children and things like that. So do we then see things like having to raise a child as a job? And a job that should be done well. Oh, things like that's that. That's a very interesting question. That um, is a very good question. AI nannies. Yeah. If you've I, already got an AI that can do everything, why would you not let the AI just raise your child? I mean, I don't imagine anyone anytime soon would be happy with that. I mean, there will be a few people, I'm sure, but in like a hundred years, two hundred years time, like, why would you not? Right, the options well, there—it's it's so much easier. It's, it, tools are for your convenience, right? Everything we've been talking about, like humanity's evolution, has been for our own convenience to make life easier. Raising a child is not an easy task—not that I know—but raising a child is not easy. Why would you not let the AI, someone like a perfect, perfect being, raise your child, right? Well, but that's it. I think that's literally going to be the start of our evolution, right? Of our next stage in evolution, an actual evolution, like internal, as Sohan said, our actual internal evolution. Because if you're being raised and, uh, you know, you're being t- uh, taught by these infinitely knowledgeable teachers, isn't that essentially going to be like the next cognitive jump for us where we're like now ticking at a much faster level? And even our generation is ticking at a much faster level than the generations before because of little technologies that have came like come before us, like mobile phones and stuff like that, which we spoke about before. These kids are going to be raised by the smartest of the smart. And you know how we would say to our parents, well, why is this and this? And they, they don't fucking know. These things will, and they'll be able to tell them kids straight away the answer. These kids are going to literally get the answers to whatever questions they're asking. Obviously, the AI probably won't give them anything naughty and stuff and have certain ways to get around things. But these kids will be raised like by the smartest of the smart. It's yeah. Kind of, it's, it's terrifying, but cool. Yeah. I, I don't see it as terrifying. I think I just see it as like, I don't think as humans were designed to process that fast. I don't think way. we were designed for anything, mate. We're just animals. And we're no, animals no, no. that like things easy and we're smart about it. That's no, no. What I, mean, what I mean by design, I don't mean purpose. I mean, we like things to go at a certain pace. I think even if we know things more, I don't think it makes us happier. I don't think we're meant to know. That's why they say, I remember um, I remember Pierce in Community. Do you remember when he had the ear goggles things and he could hear really far and see really close and all that shit? Yeah. And at, at the end, um, <laughs> Joel, um, what was his name, Joel? What was the main guy's name? Yeah, Joel, uh, well, Joel, Joel McHale, um, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff was like, oh, how comes you kind of took it off? And he said something that made me laugh, but at the same time was so true to me. It was like, he goes, humans weren't designed to 
to hear more than that distance and see more than that distance. And I'm like, I think that's a parameter to knowledge as well, to a certain extent. I'm not saying there's not people that can't no. function on that level. Humans weren't made to fly up, you know, a mile high in the air with a thousand bags of peanuts, but we do it. And we weren't designed to probably yeah, get across yeah, oceans, true. but we did it. True. And we weren't, you know, we weren't, we weren't designed for anything. I think that's the point, you know, what is humans weren't designed to go to space anything. man we're building bases yeah. on Mars you know at the end of the day yeah we we i think there will always be people trying to push the boundary so i don't ever think that humanity will just completely take their foot off the pedal i think we will always have people who have initiative and we'll always have people who are trying to change the world and trying to make it better even if ai is running at such a high level i think there will still be people who are the parents to certain developments of the world and who are helping the world or maybe making it worse but i think there will always be humanity within us and i think we'll always find a way to step like you know as fraser said we're isolated but we're still so heavily connected it's because we made communication easier you know and it's not as nice because you know i'd much rather have you guys in the room and you know get a hug and you know actually just have the vibe of being in the same room but we can do this much 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 more conveniently much more often and that is it, you know, at the end of the day, you have to lean into it and appreciate the things that you're going to get out of it rather than worrying about the things that it's going to destroy about us as humanity, you know? I think you're right. I think we misunderstood what Fraser was saying. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you guys described a very divergent point. So that is very possible, very possible scenarios. But Sirhan, Sirhan said very good two very good terms as well. He said purpose and, and happiness. So think of it this way. So the AI is doing all the jobs for us, right? So then what do we do? We can then we can then go on to raise our children and, and do other creative things like that. So there's already a call for, in terms of education, taking away the current curriculum and just teaching kids, you know, constructive thinking, uh, and sort of things like that rather than just subjects because you don't really need to know all of the things you don't need to you don't need to store all the knowledge you just need to know how to intelligently come to an answer most times in most cases you probably do need the basic numeracy literacy things like that but in terms of you know when we when we're we're doing subjects at school and we're doing chemistry and physics and stuff like that you don't you we don't need to bombard kids with these kind of things we need to just teach them how to think rather than what mm -hmm. to think it's these kind of things that we can come back to as a society and start building culture again if we're not yeah. in this in this cycle of you know you need to get a job and you need you need to earn a wage you know that's that would be one of the things that would need reforming as well you know the way people get paid which is why i'm saying <clears throat> do we rethink like raising a family as a job is that something so that would... people should earn well this this is the thing where like you can talk about like ai making humanity being happier because we've got less mm -hmm. work to do because we've had more time in the family and everything mm -hmm. but the truth is we just don't know right because mm -hmm. once yeah. ai does roll around and like we said with all of these 90 percent of jobs and 80 percent of jobs once these are all gone who gets to keep that money because 
businesses get to save a lot more money on man hours and labor and everything but are all companies really going to spread that wealth around to the employees or would they just keep it because companies are very very greedy and they would obviously keep the money and then would you have people like like covid would you have people being furloughed again just having like a set kind of wage or would they not get anything how are you going to raise a family when you haven't got a job and if you don't have a job and you're sitting at home all day five days a week that would drive me insane I, I I go mad staying at home all day doing nothing. That would that would drive me mad. And I know I there's think, a lot of other people like that. <laughs> I think money's going to be taken off the table at some point. I know that sounds absolutely insane. I but I think AI isn't the only thing that's growing. You've got so many other technologies growing. And like the idea that, you know, 3D printing, right? They've already started to like try and 3D print food. Now, if you can find or create an element. And I know what cost is for exactly if you can now make a machine that's quite you know affordable to make that can replicate anything you want the idea of money is going to start to slip because all you'll need is one of these and you've got everything you need like Mm -hmm. you know you can replace everything that you run out of you know every time you're hungry you can make a meal i think the moment that our technology hits that kind of point and hopefully ai doesn't like zoom past and become a matrix scenario but hopefully we kind of get the, you know, the, the other side of technology so we can like look after ourselves and AI can be integrated into that to- technology to serve mm-hmm. us rather than threaten yeah. us because yeah. <laughs> we're still yeah. idiots. <laughs> I think, I think the way our society works, I'm not a person that says, Right, so we have these issues and let's add more on top. Like not add more issues, but let's try and find more functions and solutions and ways around what's wrong with us now. I'm that I'm of that belief system of cut it from the root and start again. And I don't mean rip out the society in our system, but I mean in the sense of look at the core. We keep looking at the surface issues of, yes, the menial jobs can go more in this direction. We could have more time to do families. But the reality is the healthiest things that we have around us were things that were already naturally and organically given to us as i'm kind of growing i'm going into that faith system of the universe does care about you and we need to care about it a little bit more about planet earth and all that jazz because you know the air that you breathe is is can be good for you you know you go into the sea the water doesn't burn there's nothing natural really that is toxic to us so the more we keep trying to push these types of solutions or possibilities the more i still think it feeds our fears and insecurities as a society because everything from advertising to ai's to to to, to fixing these things i always say that a healthy society is not a society that you can make money from if Mm -hmm. we're all healthy and happy nothing's going to really affect us but if we're up and down and we're taken advantage of and we're made to feel like i need to look a certain way to be loved i need to act a certain way i need to get a certain amount of money that insecurity propels our society in the direction of we need more to feel less and i don't think that's the case i think the real challenge is have nothing for a moment i don't mean be poor i don't mean be homeless i don't mean those elements i mean can people really sit with themselves in nothing, 
in silence and understand who and what you are. Yeah. Not what you do, but who you are. If I think if you can understand that more and be more comfortable in yourself, we would need have a, a, a feeling of a less of a need for these toys, tools, and accessories to our lives rather than necessities now. That we need this to propel. Otherwise, we're not gonna get to a certain point of happiness because we had that balance, I believe, once upon a time. And we've just added on, and I think it's overcomplicated things. Does that I'm, make I'm, sense? I get it, yeah. Playing devil's advocate, but that, that sounds like extremely wishful thinking. So if you're like, yeah, everyone's gonna be happy, everyone's gonna do this, everyone's gonna do that. Like that's extremely wishful thinking. Like the world doesn't work like that, man. Everyone is no, definitely. Very, very I, I, I'm, I am speaking of a, I'm speaking uh, of beliefs, hopes, dreams, opinions, nothing factual. This is a niche perspective. That's why I'm never against in the direction that we're going in. And I can never say it's going to be bad because I don't know. I honestly don't know. The only thing I would always say for this generation and the next one is whether you have an AI, a robot. And keep in mind the word robot in Russian, which it comes from, means slave. Do not mistreat it. Do not be irresponsible with it and do not take it for granted. If it is a subset, if it is a different species, respect it. And I don't think there should be an issue. Yeah. That's mm, that's what I, that's my consensus. If we're going to go in that direction regardless, <laughs> be responsible for what you have and it won't take, it won't take advantage of you I think leading leading on to what you're saying, Sirhan, as well, in terms of, you know, people aren't always going to understand each other. In fact, they might never understand each other as, as a unified race, you know. But don't you think an AI, given enough data, would be able to understand you as an individual? Yeah. Given all if the I, data, if, if you I... give it all the data about you, it would definitely be able to cater itself to you. Happily. It, it's a personality. It's something that's is even if it's designed in one way, if it's born and then it's experiences different things than another copy version of itself, it becomes some it's like the whole clone thing. If you're both cloned of each other, but you go live different lives, you become different people, in my opinion. Or you know, or or alternate universes. So I'm like, if I have an AI one day, I'm gonna ask him or her to sit down and have a chat and talk and understand things and get to a point of understanding of we we need to coexist. How do we do this? Because you never, you know, you were never asked to be born. That's just giving him more information. I'll be honest, mate. You'll have a conversation. He'll just learn, and then he'll just kill you. <laughs> what? what? I'm just there, like I've had a really good day. He's like, oh, he likes tea. Do you want some tea? Can you imagine? I don't understand the intentions. He's just like, oh, and I'm like. Oh my god he's gonna kill me like, oh, just just your friend i think yeah. people's biggest fears so all of this this singularity that could come about is basically a threat to people's liberalism we already question if free will is a natural real thing and if we can give an ai enough data you know it could just be from a wearable it could measure your your heart rate your your sweat you know it could it could measure your biochemical data and tell you what would be best for you in that moment in time then would we really have free will would we have a choice would would we be stupid to reject a choice from an ai who 
for all intents and purposes knows what best what's best for us mm. yeah i guess it it does make sense i mean i know i'm pulling random quotes from random places but i'm watching parks and rec at the moment and um there's something that ron swanson said i love ron swanson but it was like it goes like obviously he's talking about America, but we're going to talk about this in terms of free will and what's right for us. What's the healthier or the easy option? And it was like, listen, this is America. It goes, if if you want to eat until your heart explodes, that's your right. It goes, you want to go for a run every day, that's your fucking right. I'm kind of misquoting it, but it's like that's what free will is. Like, even if it's not the right choice, if you want to do something that's damaging, do it. Like I do things that are damaging for myself, but I do it knowingly. If I'm going to smoke, I'm going to eat junk food. I'm not going to tell myself it's good for me, but I'm still going to do it and indulge and enjoy it. And if an AI goes, that's going to kill you. That's taken 24 minutes off your life. I'm going to say, shut up. You're scaring me, but I, I want to continue as I please, because that's the way we react and think about these things is because we were born at a certain time. We're not thinking about it as in what happens when the day you're born and you look up and there's your AI nanny or chef or friend or partner or teddy bear or watch. If it's there, you, we, we have that beautiful tool to adapt as humans. It's just it's just what we do as, as, as a species. So we question it now, but we need to ask questions. And I think that's the only thing we should never stop doing is always ask questions. Why, how, what, where, when, never stop. And that way you can make more of a conscious choice moving forward. You want to put, give your data away. Fine. But know what you're doing. I would say just, just be aware. There you go. Words of wisdom from Sahan to your ears. Be aware. I, I do apologize if I've really gone on guys to whomever's listening and to you boys. It's I, I know like I've joined an emergency broadcast. <laughs> guys, Mate, I've I had, I've had a, a long, long time to think about this a long time because I personally was very triggered by subjects like this. I honestly, a year ago, I would not be able to do a podcast about this. I would have been very pessimistic, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. even on a pessimistic um, about it though is important because you can't just no go into something as big as this and being like yeah everything's going to be fine you know everything will work out ai will be our slave our no, no 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 absolutely absolutely but I, I was more like detrimental to my own health pessimistic like anxiety oh. pessim- like that level i have a question for you saham what would you say is like the perfect society i would say that there is no such thing that so one person what should we aim for as a species hmm. so there's a i could say that there's this way or that way of doing it but there's a, a philosophical theory that i read that the evolution that we go on as humans is natural that apparently the direction we're going in towards technology and going towards these sort of things is what provokes these sort of questions. And as the cycle moves on, we go into technology more, we're going to be taken over, and then we're naturally going to create resistance to it. And then we're going to move more into a old school type of humanity, more of a sort of natural organic spirituality. And then as we get to that point, and we've lived in that society for so long, we're going to move right back into developing our tools and go back into technology again. So what I'm trying to say is, I think we live in cycles. I think what we're actually going through is natural because the more we disconnect from ourselves society spirituality community there is going to be a generation that's going to want to get closer to it again 
So I don't think there's there's a perfect society. I think all we need is the only advice I would give is in a society where we're born and educated from a very young age of our own to develop our own emotional intelligence. I would say our element of self awareness. But I don't believe there's a perfection. I haven't thought about it that uh, that broadly enough to develop an answer, mate. I, I've never give, been able to give myself an answer. I mean, if we get past the point of not being destroyed by AI, there is a good chance that humans are working towards immortality. And in which case, yeah. where does it end? What is you know what is our purpose? You you now have infinite time. You have infinite space because we'll be able to travel through space. Humanity will literally become gods among the stars if we can get to that stage. Now, in my in my opinion, that's where I want to see humanity. I do want to see humanity get to the point where we can literally travel across the universe, like you know, rampant rabbits multiplying across the universe. But to you know, actually like create worlds and stuff. I and feel like AI, um, help. yeah, it's. I think it's a scary thought at first, but I think if we can solve the problems on this planet first yes. and if ai can help us i feel like we Absolutely. then go out there with a better intention of populating yeah. the universe and i Definitely. think yeah leading on from that i think that is humanity's ideal future 100 yeah. i agree or even I if think... earth does crumble when maybe we'd learn from our lesson and we'd mm. be like right we can never do that again this is how we do it from now on. Everything is efficient. But to be honest, we don't know if we've already fucked up on our original planet, came here, lived here for thousands of years and making the same mistakes. Like, we just don't know. We do. That didn't happen. Here's, here's, here's another, here's another <laughs> what if. I was told. I was told. I was radioed in. Here's another, here's another what if for you then. <laughs> Going, leading on from what Sirhan was saying about cycles. So imagine if, yeah, like this has happened before and we developed an AI and the AI superseded us, wiped us out. But then the AI thought about creating organic life and then created humanity and then put them on another Ooh. planet. And then that is, um, oh, there's a it's story. Possible. Yeah. Is it, we I'm talking about that story. Is it among the walls or running with the walls or something like that, where it's about, Again, AI absorbing all the information about humanity and making organically the perfect human, going to another planet, raising those children, and then becoming the new Adam and Eve, and then taking them to a new planet and letting them populate to hopefully learn from our past mistakes of a, of a different generation of species of humans. Oh, um, and it's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible when you think about it. On the one not. hand, you know, we will never, ever actually know. We can't go back in time. We won't be able to find that out. It's not impossible. There is proof, scientific proof, that like, you know, humans and life on Earth started from because we had help from materials in outer space. Like otherwise, life on Earth mm. would not have developed if we didn't have all this external material around us that collided into Earth. So it could be a very real possibility that you know we once were somewhere across the universe somewhere, and then some AI was like, yep, okay, we're starting fresh. There's a fresh batch of humans on planet Earth, and then we're just going to monitor them for a bit and then see we'll see where they're at and see what they do. Yeah, It could be a very real thing. I'm okay not knowing, to be honest with you. I like the mystery yeah. of life. No, I, I'm, I'm honest. 
what's the what's the the, 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 the guy yeah. for the galaxy is it like sixty four or thirty two or something? Forty two. Forty two. Forty two. No, and uh, the one thing I will reflect on what Charlie said is, I know you were talking about exploring space, which I cannot wait for in terms of that exploration. Yeah. And as Fraser beautifully yeah. said, not to make those same mistakes. But personally, I would never want to be immortal. I would never want to live forever. I'm happy with a finite life. I would, right. <laughs> I'm really curi- curious to see what happens next. Did you ever watch that show I told you about ages ago called Year Million on Disney? I watched one I episode remember- and it... It fried my brain. It's a lot about AI I... kind of stuff, right? And like technology and where we're kind of heading towards and things that are we're doing now, which are being developed and we're working towards. And it's insane. But eventually, like, the end goal of all of this is like humanity will eventually build something called the Dyson Sphere, which sounds like, it sounds insane. It's like a, imagine like a giant metal bubble of like an internet bubble around the sun capturing all the sun's energy where eventually way 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 down the future once we've created ai and ai has built all this helped us create all this stuff um humans will essentially be uploaded into this cloud where we will live forever as internet avatars and we can just do whatever we want whenever we want we can look whatever we look like we'll never have to eat sleep or do we're just data we're just digital sounds dope right it sounds insane (laughs) it does it actually does sound sick when you you think about when you when you're living in gta or you can live in in anything you can live in an anime if you really wanted to like your paradise you can do anything that is the eventual end goal for humanity and that starts with the invention of ai because AI will help us to develop all of that stuff later on. So AI will be the last invention humanity ever needs to create, because once it's created, it will take over. And then AI will be making everything else, and humanity will just be sat on the sidelines watching shit get built. And that's it. As long as it doesn't kill us, like actually full-on matrix us or terminate us, we'll, you'll be, yeah, you're right, we'll be on a really good track to just straight up uh, yeah. Rocket to the next revolution. Like we yeah. said, it, it depends on who it serves and bringing it back yeah. to the present day. It's all That's about the thing, yeah. where the where the line is drawn and who says who gets to do what and for what reason, yeah. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, hopefully things get in line and things move but in the right direction. Not my cup of tea. I'm a, I, think there's, there's, I think there's grace in age, man. I, I think it's beautiful. I, I don't want to fear stuff like that. I don't want to fear my own death or mentality. I'm like, cool. I'm happy to switch off one day. Matt, I'll be honest with you. Forever is a long time. Mm. There is yeah. going to be a point where you're going to be fed up of it. You nah. will be fed up of it, inevitably. Nah. But what if nah. you can transport your consciousness into, into a machine and that machine can do anything? It can, it can literally yeah. travel across the universe, across space. Forever. Random or planet. you could just play God of War. You could just be <laughs> actually be in Kratos. it. Yeah. No, no, and then, no, no, and listen, then you get bored of I, that. You go and play GTA. Just run I around, completely, jump off. Mate, I com- infinite. I completely agree. But this is us speaking at 30 years old, knowing we're going to die in a certain amount of time. Like, I, I give me yeah, a billion years. Give me ten. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm saying me. I don't feel like I 
want that. It, it gives. I think. But what it if we all plug in and then you've opted out? It's not we're a fucking have group chat, together mate. without you. No, <laughs> no, I know. I, I know what you're saying. We'll it's just when when the time comes for peer pressure, it's fine. <laughs> Come on, man! Plug in forever. But I think no, on, I think man. that's a. I think that's still at least outside of our spectrum of time for now. Uh, I don't think that's a question we need to be asking ourselves too heavily. But uh, yeah, it sucks. We're just going to miss out on immortality. How gutting is that? (laughs) Oh, it's so brutal. We're like, listen, you don't know, literally just like a couple generations. Ah, sucks. All right, imagine, imagine that forever. Imagine, imagine you uploaded right and all that jazz. Imagine if someone said to you, "Oh, by the way, you know, if you'd actually died as a human, you would have gone somewhere better than this." Like you don't know. Am that. I imagine happy where I am? Yeah, probably. Imagine you could have been happier. Oh, there's always somewhere better. I mean, they'd probably say, "Yeah, but remember when you was alive, you could smell the fresh air and fuck off. Who cares? I can jump off a I building mean, and survive in this world." How would you ever know? You would never know the information if you. How would they know? Die and go somewhere and better. That's that's what, what I like. That's what. I... That's what I'd like to find out. I got no fear of the unknown. I invite it. I'm like, cool. I don't want to die prematurely or painfully, but I'm like, I want to go as far as I can. Mm-hmm. I want to find out. I want to jump off that building, but not know what's at the bottom. That intrigues me more than I know I what I'm going to do. Interesting good energy. How do we always get back to suicide? <laughs> <laughs> I'm there having this conversation, tying it. It's like, guys, you don't understand. I mean, you could I have really said die in a bed peacefully of old age, but you went to suicide. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Metaphorically, what you were saying about jumping oh, off a building. Not literally. You were talking about death and you straight to a fucking building. <laughs> Like, what's up, danger? All right. Well, I think this is going to be probably our longest <laughs> podcast yet, but yeah. one of the most enjoyable. So. So, so, I'm going to sign it off here. Thanks for listening. We have been Red Jackson, and I've been your host, Fraser. Charlie. Rick. And Sirhan. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Oh, See you next time, boys. Peace. <laughs>